Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. Michael and I will share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael or myself or forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Hello. Happy Thursday. Today is June 30th, 2016. I'm Michelle Tichet, filling in for Jeannie, and I'm here today with Dr. Timothy Hayes. We warmly welcome you to the show, and thank you for choosing to be with us. Our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and it puts you in the queue to talk with Tim. We encourage you to call in with your comments and questions, allowing you to actively strengthen and deepen your practice. So now let's welcome Tim in support of developing our inner process of Aramaic forgiveness. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks for being here. How are you today? Oh, I'm uh, I'm really good today. I had a I spent a lot of time with Rex last night um, working on um, some processing issues, and then after we talked, doing a really really deep breath session with a lot of still points, and so um, it's it's a great reset, and I feel balanced today and connected and kind of beaming love. Glad to hear it. Thanks for being here and running the switchboard. My understanding is that Michael is traveling today, so it's an honor to be here, and we're very grateful for all of you who choose to listen in or are listening on the archives. And I'll just do a brief summary about what this show is about, why it began. It began because Michael and Jeannie traveled the country and taught these weekly series of workshops on the variety of tools that they present and make available on their website. And then they would leave the town and there'd be this buzz of energy, but there'd be no support for that to carry it forward, to develop a support, a mind shifter support group or support individual people in learning how to use the forgiveness tool more and more. So five and a half years ago when Michael and Jeannie got the opportunity, they jumped at it and have been running this internet show five days a week for the last five and a half years for the the express purpose of teaching and then supporting people and using these practical tools for improving the quality of of our human lives. And one of the things that came to me to say is 
something I said for a while and back in the support group a couple of years ago. What we're going to talk about in the support group, what we're going to talk about on the radio show is not up for debate. It's never up for debate. It is always up for observation. This is a very practical set of tools that can improve the quality of my life if I apply them in my life. And our encouragement in this work is to apply these tools to the issues in your life, and if they give you good results, enjoy it, pass it along to others, call in and share your success. If they give you some good results and you get stuck, call in and ask questions, because as you help clarify that, for you, you help everyone else. And if you use these tools in your life and you don't see good results, move on to another body of work. Keep working to improve the quality of your life and relationships because it is possible to improve them. And that's what this is about. This show is about the tools that are taught on this show and supported on this show are about improving the quality of our lives one interaction at a time, one person at a time. And the primary tool we're talking about is the ancient Aramaic tool of forgiveness or canceling and shebagging and dismantling goals. Once I cancel a goal for myself or someone else that has come up in my mind and resulted in my feeling a negative emotion of any kind, it collapses my false perception and gives me a clear view of what's going on around me and inside me and gives me direct access to the part of my mind that's actually creating the negative emotion, to the part of my mind-body energy system that holds the traumatic energy or the false belief. And once I have direct access to it, it can be dismantled. The mechanism for dismantling it is holding my awareness of my true nature as the energy of love and creation, at the same time I hold an awareness of the false energy. And the ancient teachings tell us that the true energy of creation, and some would call it love, will always transmute, will absorb, will transform anything that's less than it if they come into direct contact. So that's what we're here to do to teach more and more about this tool, to ask people for their questions and their comments about these tools. And on the website at www.whyagain.org, there's a wonderful set of tools available for free download. And if you click on the red and white bullseye or the link in the upper left-hand corner that says Start Here, it takes you to a page where you can download Chapter 24 of Michael's book, Why Is This Happening to Me Again? Actually, the entire book is available for download, but from that page, the red and white bullseye, Chapter 24, which specifically relates to this reality management worksheet and the process of forgiveness, which it has nothing to do with pardoning somebody else or getting anybody else to change. It has to do with going inside my own mind and removing what's less than love so that I have a more clear view of what actually is happening in the world and in my relationships. And from that perspective, I restore myself to a place of joy, calm, allowance, acceptance, creativity, 
So on that page, you can download Chapter 24 of Michael's book and the most recent version of the stress worksheet, reality management worksheet, reality management wake-up sheet. It's basically the same worksheet that's evolved over the years, and so it has had different titles. And then there's a list of shows, MP3 files of shows just like this one. And you can listen to them, and they contain hours of instruction about how to do the worksheet process and how different people struggle with it and how different people have had success with it, how different people have applied it to financial issues, relationship issues, anxiety or depression issues, physical ache and pain issues. So the 16 hours of instruction and MP3 files, all available for free download. And I like to mention the fact that you don't even have to get yourself put on a mailing list. The last thing I want to point out on that page, although there's a wealth of other worksheets and information available, but the thing I want to point out is the PowerPoint presentation put together by Bill Costantino that explains the core of the process and the importance of canceling a goal, even if it's a loving goal, even if it's a positive goal, even if it's a loving, positive, creative goal. And the reason I would want to cancel a goal, even if it's a loving, positive, creative goal, is because when I load that goal into my mind, I experience some form of physical, mental, or emotional discomfort. When I cancel that goal, it collapses my perception, it gives me a more clear view of what's actually going on in my life, and it gives me access to the part of my mind that needs healing, that needs restoration to its true nature, to awareness of its true nature as the energy of love and creation. So that's what we're here to support, and we're hoping that people call in with questions and comments because that really infuses this show with new life, new perspectives, and new answers. So I'll take a breath and ask if we have anybody in the chat room with a comment, question, or if anybody on the phone queue has a hand up. I am by myself in the chat room right now, and there's some listeners but nobody with a hand up. Well, let me just mention that in the past few weeks, we've had some people call into the show and be very brave in sharing how stuck they are and how they've been applying the tools and maybe they did get results in the past, but now they've hit a stuck point. And we've talked a little bit about the energy medicine as a, as a tool for moving through this. And I've mentioned the EFT tapping and the faster EFT tapping. And sometimes even that doesn't move the energy fast enough for people to be comfortable to get back into a clear um, mental space where they can follow through the steps on the worksheet process. So... You know, I, I, I'm trained in a variety of different mind-body energy techniques that are useful for that. And in the process of people studying these different mind-body energy techniques, occasionally they come across one that's very easy to do that helps a lot of people even if they don't have any idea what they're doing. And the EFT tapping is one of those. 
And again, the website for that is emofree.com, emofree.com. And I mention that website frequently because it's the website of the man who created EFT tapping. And there's very high quality material there. And most, if not all of it, is absolutely free. And another thing I want to mention is what's called Cook's Hookup. K, I'm sorry, C-O-O-K apostrophe S. Hookup, H-O-O-K-U-P. And if you search for that on YouTube you can find a one or two minute video on this very simple process where if you sit in a chair and extend your hands out in front of you and put the backs of your hands together, then you move your right hand on top of your left hand. So now if you move your right hand down, your, the palms are facing each other. And then twist and pull in toward your chin and just hug your hands in toward your chin, but now your hands are crisscrossed. And then cross your legs, left leg over right leg, and breathe. And often it helps to close the eyes to block out the external stimulation and just breathe and notice the sensations and the energy moving, especially if you combine this with a loving thought or canceling a goal. It's a wonderful energy technique which involves crossing the meridian, the, the center line, and a lot of energy medicine has tapped into the need to do crisscross energy work, the cross-crawl energy techniques, etc. So that's something that I wanted to mention. I, I mentioned it earlier, but I didn't have the name so that people could look it up and, and see that one-minute video on YouTube. And, of course, there's all kinds of other stuff on the Internet. It's Cook's Hookup, C-O-O-K apostrophe S, H-O-O-K-U-P, Cook's Hookup. Jim, as you so, were um, explaining it, I, I went online and I pressed play, and it was so cool because you were saying almost verbatim what she was saying as she was demonstrating the move, and I was doing it along with the video, but it was almost like you were repeating her like in an echo for the whole minute you were talking. It was very cool, but um, yeah, it's on there, and and there's a couple other ones, um, you know, look like in the same camp. Yeah, Donna Eden's energy work. I've been introduced to that for years. I use pieces of that. She has a five-minute morning energy routine that involves something similar. The energy technique called Psy K P S Y hyphen K, which is practically a mirror image of the neuroemotional technique that I'm trained in. It uses Cook's hookup. So the point is we're made of energy, and when we're feeling any kind of discomfort, one way to think about it is that the energy in me is trying to flow, and something in me is resisting it, either physically, mentally, or emotionally. So whatever I can do to keep my breath moving 
and or hold a position like the cook's hookup and or tap or rub on my energy meridian points or the acupressure points and just think about allowing the energy to move through me as I do that and keep my breath moving, which is that physical representation of the energy moving through me that I can be aware of. Often it is an assistance to people to break through a barrier, to spill off the extra unnecessary energy and allow a more conscious processing of material as it comes up out of the unconscious. So that's my offering. Great. Anybody um, with a hand up? Any questions in yeah. response to that? Area code 910. I put you on the air. Who do we have and where are you calling from? Hi, is that me? Yes, it's you. Hello. Oh, my gosh. Hi. Um, this is Jill, and I'm calling from Wilmington, North Carolina. And um, Oh, are you a artist <laughs> Support group? Did you do laws of living? Yeah, yes, I am. Yeah, I haven't done the laws of living living class, but I started the mind shifters group uh, maybe a couple months ago. Oh, sweet. Yeah, um, and I didn't. I was just experimenting with pressing one. I mean, I do have a lot of questions, but then I got myself in line. I'm like, oh no! So <laughs> bear with me. Um, but yeah, I have. So far, loved this process, and I already taken a bunch of notes on um, what you were just talking about. Um, so I, I have a a couple of issues. They're kind of related, and um, they're complicated. So um, what's come up lately? I guess my first simple question is: one of my triggers, and this person triggers. Um, real rage in me, um, he has passed away. And so I wonder how do I work with that? Um, and I can give you more of the story if you feel like it would be helpful. It's re- it relates then to a few other things that are impacting my life right now. I hope that makes well, sense. Well, before you give any story, let me just say that it's completely irrelevant whether the person is in the next room, in the same room with you, across the continent, died 20 years ago, or isn't going to be born for another 20 years. Okay. The reason it's irrelevant is that the person, the event, the interaction is happening outside of you, and it is not causing what's happening inside of you. Mm Mm-hmm. So the process is the same whether the person just hung up the phone after an angry Mm -hmm. tirade with you or has been dead for 40 years. Okay. I think I I started doing a worksheet on it, and I sort of ran into problems with, like, my goal for this person. Um, You know, like, if my goal is for them not to leave me, you know, that's... I don't know. I guess I stopped myself, and maybe that's resistance because this, this feels big to me, you know, the, the rage and also fear. Um, okay, so, Jill, let me help you out here. Big. Okay. Let, let me interrupt and help you out here. The first thing yeah. is keep your breath moving. Keep your breath moving. Mm-hmm. The next thing is 
if you have a goal for somebody to not leave you, mm-hmm. your unconscious doesn't register the word not or don't. Uh-huh. Right. And so your unconscious is getting the message and it's getting amplified through your heart, through the intense emotional magnifier of your heart, and it's sending out the message, leave me, leave me, leave me. Mm-hmm. So in the okay. first place, when we structure goals in this work, we want to be very careful to structure it with a positive statement. In this case, it's mm-hmm. rather simple. Stay with me would be your goal. Mm-hmm. I want this person to stay with me. And often we add a qualifier or two. I want this person to stay with me and treat me lovingly, gently, and with respect. So that's the first thing. If I try to do worksheets and I set up the goal, my goal for this person is to not leave me, this worksheet will have very limited effectiveness in my life. Except perhaps to stir up more upset and more grief. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does, and it really helps me understand why um, abandonment is a theme. If I'm sending out the broadcast, leave me, then of course that's what's going to happen. So the next thing is... The next thing is, in the context of a worksheet, the reality management wake-up sheet process, even if the person dropped the body hours, days, weeks, months, years, or decades ago, it's very valid for me to do a reality management wake-up sheet where I put down the goal, I want this person to stay with me and love me or stay with me and treat me lovingly. The reason why that's valid is because what's causing my upset is still alive with me in this moment, and it's a completely internal process. It's unique to me, and it is created out of my own thoughts. It is completely independent of whether or not someone is alive or dead or treating me one way or another. Yes. So just breathe into that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was just thinking that, you know, my thoughts are still alive. Of course, yeah, that makes good sense. And your thoughts are what are generating the emotions that you're experiencing moment to moment. Are you there? I'm here. <laughs> I was just breathing. <laughs> well, it didn't really sound like you were breathing. It sounded like you were holding your breath and or crying or trying not to cry out loud. <laughs> yes, and all so of we things. would, and, and we would encourage you to breathe and cry if you need to. Crying is fine as long as you keep breathing. As a matter of fact, I can't effectively block my eyes from crying. I can allow the energy to flow. I can allow the deep tap roots of my false beliefs, 
my traumatic energies to come to my awareness and be exposed to this energy of creation, the energy of love. And yes, I will feel the negative energy more intensely if I keep my breath moving and I keep my myself in a state of allowance and surrender. And as I do that, things will get moved into the healing process rather than shut down and locked all locked away with more negative energy added to them. So just breathe. And if you're in if you want more input, then let me know what it was that just got triggered for you. As we talked about holding a loving goal stated in the positive for someone in your life whether they're still alive or not. Just breathe. I think what it is is relief and um, that I could return to love from this place of rage that felt so hopeless. Okay. So have you done worksheets on this before, or have you just been blocked from doing them? I'm blocked. I start, I've done worksheets on other things. Um, I feel like I've been sort of circling around this one. Because it feels big, and rage is scary. And, um, okay. Well, now let me just clarify for everybody listening, including you. Rage is not scary. How can you say that? I feel rage and I feel fear. Well, the fact of the matter is, rage is just rage, and for the most part it is a drug I use to prevent myself from feeling something that I have labeled even worse. And I may have either pain or fear or emotional hurt inside of me, that I have decided is too much for me to feel, and my defense against that can be picking up a fifth of hard liquor or eating a bunch of sugar or racing around and being promiscuous, or it could be I could just choose to go into rage because the energy that I generate when I choose thoughts that produce rage tends to be more empowering than the energy I feel when I sit in my sadness, my feelings of lost and vulnerable, my feelings of fear, my feelings of grief. The critical point here is that my rage is not causing fear. It is not a scary thing. It's just a thing. And some people really enjoy using their rage to avoid feeling fear feeling weak, feeling vulnerable, feeling hurt. And so there's more evidence, if we want to observe it, that the rage itself is not causing fear. The rage itself is not a fear-producing thing. It's my response to rage that can resonate fear if I hold fear. So let me ask you to just breathe into that And take a look at how you might be 
running from a fear you have or a vulnerability you have and using the rage to avoid dealing with a hurt or fear or vulnerability. Are you with me? I'm here, yeah. That's interesting. Um, in my process with this, um, I have done a ton of looking at grief and loss. Um, the fear of it has been, I think, what I'm hiding from. Okay, so just keep breathing for a minute and go with the energy that's coming up right now. Now, we have some options here. We can, you know, ask you to go do some worksheets and call back. We can actually work through a worksheet with you right now if you would like to, or we can just breathe with you and hold the space and have you talk a little bit about the thoughts or energies that are getting resonated related to fear which seem pretty deep. Um, I don't. I don't really want to do the worksheet on my own because I. Um, I will. I'm afraid I'll get stuck. Um, so I'm willing to do one here, and I'm willing to talk a little bit about it. Um, and maybe that would help point me in the direction of the worksheet. Because yes. All right, so let's look at a a reality management worksheet. We have one here that says, and this is the uh, version 2016-1 that will say at the bottom of the right-hand corner. The premise in this work is that my essential nature, my very human life, is the being of love. The goal of this internal forgiveness wake-up sheet is to empower me to remove fear and or hostility which are just energies, and return me to the direct experience of love 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all year round. So in the current version of worksheet that I'm using, you would say, in the space that says 1A, you would say, I, Jill, who am love, feel, and now you get to choose. Are we going to do this worksheet on the rage or are we going to do this worksheet on the fear? I would say fear. All right. And is fear more accurate or is terror more accurate? Terror is definitely more accurate. So then we ask people to soften and breathe, and they write the word terror in the slot for 1B, and put the date on the worksheet. This is the last day of June in 16. This would be my first worksheet of the day. Then it says, remember to do a separate worksheet for each feeling. Hostility and fear come from internal corrupt data and indicate my use of sustained incoherence to build this disturbing internal construct. My denial causes my carbon-based memory. Carbon-based memory means simply the physical brain in my head, which is like a computer, 
and it can only record what's put into it and spit that back out. It's not my mind, it's not my soul, it's not a higher level of thinking. It's a physical recording and replay device. But when I'm in denial, it causes my carbon-based memory to displace my experience of myself as my essence, which is love, and it tells me the lie that my feelings are caused by someone or something outside of me, my trigger. So, Jill, my story, my reality is that who is the trigger in this? Who do you think is causing your fear? JJ. And what is it that transpired between you and JJ that you think is causing your fear? Um, You don't have to give us any gory details, just a a, a quick thing here to, to say so that you know in this worksheet what this specific interaction between you and your trigger is about. Uh, yeah, he he died when I um, really needed him the most. That's perfect. So just put that on that line in 1C. He died when I needed him the most. And then breathe. And then... In the right-hand column, it asks, what's my emotional upset level at the beginning of this worksheet? On a scale of 0 to 10, where 10 is the most it could possibly be, and 0 is no upset at, at all, what's, for, on a scale of 0 to 10, how high would you rate your emotion? 35, 39, 118? What would you say? <laughs> yeah, I'd give myself a 10 for sure. All right, so you're at a 10 upset. And then just breathe. And now we move to level 1D. And in this slot, it says, the truth is, only my thoughts cause me to feel. So take a breath on that one. Breathe in the observation that only my thoughts cause me to feel. And then it says, the thoughts that I use to cause my feeling of terror is what? What is the thought you have that you keep thinking that's generating your emotion of terror? I have to think about this for a minute. Um, There's a lot, sort of like, um, I'm lost, I'm helpless. Um, So, Jill, let me interrupt you here. Mm -hmm. Let me interrupt you. What do you notice about your energy right now? Notice there's no tears. Notice mm-hmm. you're not at a 10 out of 10 upset. Notice you've moved into your head and you're trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So if we were on a game show right now, the buzzer would be sounding. <laughs> you're off target. <laughs> Wrong. Because earlier, because earlier, this thought was right up in your face and you had trouble breathing and you were crying with the fear and the terror. And notice how tricky the mind is that as soon as we ask it to uncover its secrets, it goes to hide the secrets. 
So we're looking for a thought that when you think it over and over, will generate terror in your life. Now these are different things, different thoughts for different people, but it needs to be something like, I can't survive without him, I'll never make it, I can't face the pain of the loss, I, something like that. Yeah, it, it feels like I'm going to die. I will die. There you go, there you go, there you go. Now you got it, see the, the energy's up, so breathe. And the thought is, I will die without him. And if you've got another, I'm just going to write, I will die without him. But if you've got another phrase behind, I will die, I will die if I have to face this sadness, fill that in and let me know what it is. I will die if I face this pain. Um, or does it just, or does it just like, feel better to say I will die without him? Well, I think it's like it's too much, and it's not so much the grief; it's everything he left me with, which was a newborn baby, and my overwhelm at being alone. Okay, so breathe, breathe. Sometimes I have to remind people that there's two parts to a breath. Because a lot of people think they can just go and suck an air in and then just hold on to it and that they'll get me off their back. But I'm pretty dogged about this. I'm insisting on both parts of the breath, both the inhale and the exhale. Call me a stickler, but that's just the way it is. So yeah. I will die without him. I'm overwhelmed. Anything yeah. like that. All right. And then... Take another breath, and we move down to 1E. What are your punishment thoughts for JJ? Um, I hate you. All right, hatred. And do you have any punishment thoughts for yourself? They don't always happen. It's okay if you're not aware of any. Yeah, um, I'm stupid because why did I trust you? All right, good enough. So beating myself up, thinking I'm stupid. So breathe. Write that in the part where it says I'm punishing myself. Now we like people to breathe. And remember that in one part of this worksheet it says, if I'm in pain, my thinking is in error. And then we ask people to do a release, to release and surrender themselves, their feelings, in this case, your terror, JJ, the trigger, your story about what he did or didn't do, your punishment thoughts, your regular thoughts generating your terror, and surrender it all to love. And just breathe. And just do the process of saying the verbal release. And then we're going to move into the right-hand column of the worksheet where it says, if they are the one with the problem, why am I the one with the pain? And breathe into that. And then we're going to do another verbal release. We're going to say, I cancel my need to be right. I cancel my need to be right and make up another story out of these brain cells to hallucinate proof 
that my fear and hostility-based reality is true. Now, it might feel to everything in my conscious logical mind that I will die with overwhelm trying to do all of this without him. It might feel to my conscious logical mind that there's evidence to prove that's true. I'm just going to play a little game here and breathe and say I cancel my need to be right about all of that and I cancel my need to make up another story out of the brain cells firing in me right now to hallucinate the proof that my fear and my hostility-based reality is true. And then I breathe. And then we move over to the goal. What's the constructive goal, the exact goal you want for JJ? Safe. I want him to stay with me and what? And help me through this? And help me do this, yes. Stay with me and help me do this. So just breathe and write that in your goal number three. Stay with me and help me do this. And just breathe and notice what comes up right there. That's a loving goal. That's positively stated, so we're on track there. And again, I try to line up the goal with the feeling I'm feeling, the trigger, the interaction between me and the trigger, my thought that I'm using to create the emotion, and the punishment thought. So that if he was here, if he stayed and helped you do this, there would be no terror. You wouldn't have the thought that he left and died when you needed him most, and you wouldn't have the thought, I will die with overwhelm. So that's a good goal. So now... We want you to breathe, and we want you to choose love. We want you to choose loving thoughts. We want you to choose the most loving thought from any time in your life. Because number four says, I choose love, which is my newborn state. And when I do that, it stirs the love in everyone involved. And we breathe and we remind people of the rose and the butterfly story. The rose and the butterfly have an ego each. They fall in love. Everything's perfect until one day the butterfly, true to its nature, up and flies away. The rose, thinking that the butterfly is the most important thing in its life, uproots itself to chase after the butterfly, and it dies. Why does it die? It dies because it made something more important than being connected to its source. The premise in this worksheet is that our source is this nature of creation, this nature of love. So if I choose loving thoughts, if I choose accepting, surrender, focused thoughts on the love of creation and my true nature, I stay connected. If I choose thoughts that generate anger, fear, sadness, or any other negative emotion, I'm literally disconnecting myself from my awareness of my true nature, and I'm putting a kink in the hose of my experience, and it initiates disintegration. So take a moment or two and just breathe and think the most loving, peaceful, calm, safe, joyful memories that you have. And then we'll move on for time's sake. Sometimes we let people yeah. do that a little bit longer. 
But right now we'll move into number five. Number five says, when I'm upset, my perception is built out of corrupt data. It's driven by my goal, in this case, for JJ to stay with me and help me with this. It's a limiting picture constructed out of a max of nine bits of data. During a period of time, my brain is processing at least 10,000 bits of data, and there's 20 trillion hitting my senses. So by canceling my goal, my replicate mind, the part that just wants to keep repeating itself in hopes that doing the same thing over and over will produce different results, my replicate mind will collapse when I cancel my goal, and it will give me direct contact with the part of my mind that I've denied and dissociated from. This projected parts of my carbon-based memory is always going to project and blame others for its content. So while I'm holding love, conscious, active, and present, I now choose to collapse my mind's lies by willingly canceling my goal for JJ to stay with me and help me with this. And that's what you would write in number 5A. Yeah, got it. Now, just for people who might be listening, why in the heck would I cancel that loving goal, especially after we made sure to state it in the positive and make sure it was loving? The reason is because my experience of emotion, my internal experience of life, is created internally. As long as I'm focusing on a goal, I'm not focusing on what's going on inside of me. So I can't change what I'm not focusing on. The second reason to cancel the goal is because I'm creating my experience moment to moment, and if I'm not experiencing what I want and I'm creating my own experience, there's only one real valid explanation for that. There must be a part of my mind that thinks I don't deserve it or I can't have it or even more bad things would happen if I created the experience I'm after. So when I cancel the goal, it collapses all of that projection and gives me access to the hidden part of my own mind that's actually producing this terror. So number 5B says, I invite, and you can invite any power you want other than your conscious logical mind. In this worksheet, it talks about Ruka Dakucha, but you can invite God, light, love, Christ, your great-grandfather who died generations ago, Buddha, doesn't matter. Any, any source outside your conscious awareness. So breathe and choose a source, to invite a source, to incline me toward healing, to restore me to my newborn state of love and awareness of that love, to heal my denial, to heal my capacity to generate the emotion I'm feeling in this worksheet, it's terror, to help me open a direct conscious relationship with and gently remove the denied, dissociated, and projected parts of my carbon-based memory. Now we ask people to breathe, close their eyes, put their pens down, and just stay with this. Silently in your own mind, repeat what I'm going to say out loud. I cancel my need to be right. Keep your breath moving. I cancel my need for anyone or anything else to change, including myself. Keep the breath moving. I put my conscious, logical mind on the shelf. Keep the breath moving. I specifically cancel my goal in this worksheet, and I ask to be shown the hidden part of my own mind that's actually creating my terror. 
Now, Jill, please just breathe and put yourself in a space of acceptance and allowance and watch what images come up. How old are you? Where are you? Who else is there and what's happening? It may be from a recent past, distant past, or not yet happened. But breathe, trust the images, trust the impressions, trust the thoughts and emotions, and trust that anything that comes to your mind is part of what you need to see here to begin to heal and move forward. And just gently repeat, I cancel my need to be right. I cancel my need for anyone or anything else to change, including myself. I specifically cancel my goal in this worksheet. I put my conscious logical mind on the shelf, and I ask to be shown the hidden part of my own mind that's actually creating my upset. And just breathe and stay with that until an image comes to your mind or until you feel a shift or something fades in intensity or until you realize that it's just going to stay right where it is. And just breathe and allow any of those options to happen. Whenever you're ready, take a nice, deep, cleansing breath. Scan your body and notice what you're feeling now, whether it's a physical sensation or an emotion, and let me know what you're feeling right now. I have a ton of physical sensations. Like, um, I'm super dizzy. Um, I feel nauseous, like, and gagging, choked, like it's choking feeling at my throat. All right, dizzy, nauseous, choking feeling. And did you see any kind of an image about yourself from an earlier time in your life or a projection into the future? I didn't really see an image, but I definitely have a feeling of my own self as a child. And, And what age would you say that sense is of yourself as a child? Three, eight, fifteen. What are you talking about? Young, not um, definitely not, uh, not teenage years. I'm going to say oh, probably. I want to say five or six, and I don't know if that's really true because that's the age that my son is now. But I also notice that he tends to resonate things in me that of uh, when I was the same age he is. Okay, perfect sense. So what we ask people to do here is, before this slips away, make some notes. We often have people in the support group flip over if they're having a blank site on the back piece of page or get a blank sheet of paper, and just make some notes about what you said. Feeling dizzy, feeling nauseous, feeling a choking sense in your uh, throat, and a sense of yourself as a child, five or six, If more comes up or if more came up, we ask people, make those notes right now before moving on. Because this is the kind of thing where when it bubbles up out of my unconscious, if I don't make it a note, if I don't make it concrete in some way, it will, before I get into the next room or out to the parking lot to my car, it will be gone. So make some notes about what you remembered. And then breathe 
and tell me, what are you feeling right now? Um, I feel much calmer. Just um, I feel like a lot of stuff is releasing. I don't know what it is, but it just feels like stuff is exiting. I think that's okay. part of the dizzy and like the nausea. I feel shaky and almost my teeth are chattering. Okay, so just breathe and stay with that energy. And let's wrap up this worksheet. And there's lots of extra processing you can do, and I would strongly suggest you do the Cook's Cross or the EFT tapping after this to keep moving some of that energy through you. But now, in 6C, we ask people to write here that they ask to be shown a time when they have not stayed with someone and helped them. So you're taking your goal in number three for JJ to stay with you and help you with this. And the part of 6C is to open myself to compassion for the other person. I think I'm angry at this person because they didn't stay with me and help me. Well, I need to tap into times in my life when I haven't stayed with somebody and helped them. And when I dismantle my negative judgments against myself for that, I will have compassion for this person. So trust the process here and just write that in 6C. I ask to be shown a time when I have not fulfilled staying with people and helping them. And if something comes to mind, you can make the notes about that right now. Yeah, and if not, and if not, you've thrown it open to the universe, given the universe permission, given spirit permission to help you and recall those things in the future. Mm-hmm. And then we move into the little box where it says "Draw your feelings now," and we ask people to make a commitment to love, to living a human life, and to help achieve this. I'm going to be willing to do a mass canceling of all the times in my life I've wanted somebody to stay with me and help me. And just breathe. And practice that mechanism of simply making the verbal statement of canceling all the times I've wanted somebody to stay with me and help me. And this could be from any age. And then just breathe. And then number seven, a principle of the universe is that by giving, I first get the original. So I'm grateful for this opportunity to heal, and I'm going to choose truth with a capital T, which simply means to be able to see what's actually happening in life. And I'm going to choose perfect love, which is my true nature, and it's the energy of creation. And then... Based on this interaction, JJ, the truly loving goal I'm going to offer you is what? What would you like to offer that you could actually do in the next day or week that would be loving for you that you could then offer to JJ? I can um, let him off the hook for this responsibility. Release him from the obligation to stay and help me. Well, how about this? How about you make a commitment here? You offer him to do some more work to dismantle your grief and fear 
so that you have access to the loving memories of him. Breathe. Is that something you'd be willing to do? Some more worksheets on your grief and fear? Yes. And you can either write in a specific number or just say more worksheets on my grief and fear so that I can have access to the loving memories of you. And then breathe and tell me how you're feeling. Shaky. (laughs) Okay. Again, I recommend that energy work to move some of this energy that's up in you. And then what would you say your emotional upset level is right now relative to terror on a scale of 0 to 10? Um, It's not fear that I feel in shakiness. Uh, So as far as terror, I don't feel terrified. Um, All right. Okay, so you could put that at a 1 or a 0. Yeah, a 1 or a 0 there. All right. And then... And then if you have another emotion that's less than zero, you can write that below where it says a successful worksheet, and you could put a number on that. And there's just a a marker for another worksheet you can do moving forward. Okay. So would you count this a successful worksheet? Yes, absolutely. Walked me through a huge amount of stuff just now. Thank you. Well, you're entirely welcome and deserving, and let me just remind you before we run out of time that emofree.com has EFT tapping, that on YouTube you can find faster EFT tapping and the Cook's Cross, and breathe and sit and just allow this energy to move that felt like choking in your throat, nausea, dizzy feeling, and just breathe. And allow yourself to do some more work around Whatever wants to come up from when you were five or six years old. Okay. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity to um, dig into the worksheet and help you process. We're down to just over a minute. Um, This is a Thursday, so tomorrow Michael will be back with the show. Please come back, join us. Jill, feel free to call in and give us an update. Thanks to everyone who was here today and helping support people in this work. And uh, have the best year yet of your eternal life. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and myself, Jeannie Rice as we present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael, myself, or Aramaic forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.whyagain.org.